0: All right, we're talking National League East. Not a great division as far as farm talent goes, but a couple of these teams can make some big moves with one minor league season of development by some promising young players. Stay tuned. This is Locked on MLB Prospects. You are Locked on MLB Prospects, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And like I said in the intro, National League East, I know it's not a great division when it comes to the rankings, but some of these teams have potential to grow and take a leap. So National League East, We obviously, we talked Braves this week. We talked Nationals two weeks ago, but the Mets are 16th in baseball out of 30 teams. The Marlins are 20th. Atlanta's the 22nd, Philly's the 23rd, and Washington the 26th. So everybody in this system is average to below average as far as level of farm talent. But I think the Mets and the Marlins have the most potential to kind of grow and and take a leap. So the Mets are weak on high-level pitching, but they have a strong group of, of position players at the top. And then on top of that, they've got two top 15 picks next year they get they have their own pick the 14th overall and then they have the 11th for not signing Kumar Rocker so they have the ability to to climb the rankings quickly so right now three Baseball America top 100s catcher Francisco Alvarez number 13 overall third baseman Brett Beatty 39th overall and shortstop Ronnie Mauricio number 92nd overall and so Francisco Alvarez uh He's a catcher that really used his time at the alternate site in 2020 to to hone his offensive approach. He needs to keep working on his defense, though. So I think with some refinement, he could be in New York by the middle of 2023. He's going to spend all 22 at double A. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to get to, to average. His goal is average defensively. He needs to work on framing. And specifically, he could receive the ball well but he needs to work on how to present the ball to try to earn um, earn his pitcher some strikes. And it's funny, he was actually in single A and the, the, the Mets promoted him to partially because they wanted to get him out of an electronic ball and strike league. They wanted to get him in front of an umpire who was calling it him like himself so that Alvarez had to learn framing, had to learn presentation, had to learn how to sell that strike. He's got he's got plus just like raw arm strength when he's behind the dish, but his 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 mechanics aren't that efficient. And so there's a lot of wasted movement, and it results in an average to below below average throw to second. And so what he needs to do is he needs to refine his technique so that he can get rid of that wasted movement. And I think his plus raw arm strength can get him up to average throwing. And then he doesn't have the instinctual urge to block with his body he still tries to block with his hands he's cut down on the pass balls a bit but it's still an issue he's got to get over now I know I just said a couple negative things about him but the kid's a good player slash line last year 272 388 554 uh, 99 games 24 home runs 941 OPS and that's the high A league in Brooklyn I think he's going to hit for both average and power and what's cool about Alvarez is he's he's fearless at the plate and he has the natural timing ability to adjust during an at-bat to breaking pitches. He's a short, fast bat path. And you're not going to catch him out leveraged a lot. He's going to be able to, to get the bat on the ball. So I think he's going to be plus for both average and power. He's going to hit for both average and power. And like I said, guy that can be in New York by the middle of next year, provided everything goes well this year. Like I said, he'll start at double A. You want to see him get moved up to Triple A sometime in the second half, and just depending on one catcher playing, you know, for the Mets, and then two, how well he does when he moves up to Triple A will kind of determine when he goes to the show. But another guy that kind of did like a like Alvarez and took time at the alternate site to improve himself is third baseman Brett Beatty. So I think he's going to debut sometime this year. He's a great athlete for his size. He's got a chance to hit for high average. Uh, and he's got plus on-base ability, and I think he might have plus power. He just has to elevate the ball a bit. He's, he hits a lot of ground balls right now, and as we've seen during the, the I guess, the sabermetrics revolution, whatever you want to call it, uh, ground balls are just seen as obviously more likely to be outs than a fly ball is. And so you want him to pick those up from a ground ball to line drive. But he's gotten better at third base. He's got uh, some Quickness. He's got a strong, accurate arm. And I like what New York did with him late in the year last year. They had him try some left field as well. And this is something we had a question on Monday from Jeremy about all the different uh, Mets prospects and guys they have that can play in the infield. And we still think there's going to be some movement out of that infield. But the whole goal here with trying Beatty in left field is you want to just make find out as much information as you can about where he can contribute defensively so that you can force his bat into the lineup. You can get him in there. I do think he'll be up sometime in 22. I don't think he'll break camp or spring training with the team, especially because we're probably going to have a shortened spring training. Hopefully we don't have a shortened season, but I definitely think that he's a guy you're going to see in 22 in New York, and he has a chance to make an impact. I think he has a chance to really contribute at the major league level. And then a guy that you're not going to see this year, but you're going to see him, Probably next year, shortstop Ronnie Mauricio. He didn't have a slam dunk 2020 at the alternate site. Uh, but last year, he did break out for 20 home runs. Like I said, I think he's going to be a 20 2023 guy. Offensively, he's a really tall hitter who doesn't walk a lot. Uh, really high exit below, his 90th percentile. Uh, he's gotten better at not chasing outside of the strike zone. I mean, he came down from 52% chase rate in May to like 33% in August. Uh, he's better. He's a switch hitter, but he's better as a lefty. He gets less chases, more barrels from the left-hand side. And defensively, for shortstop, he doesn't actually run that well. He's got a strong arm. He's got good reads. But it's something where I think he may ultimately need to end up moving to third. Um, but then when you look at a lot of the pitchers in this system, like I, I, I talked about, a lot of these guys are not major league ready. You look at their, their top ten. Right-hand pitcher Matt Allen had Tommy John. He's expected July 23. Uh, right-hand pitcher JT Ginn. Late this year, early next year, Uh, right-hand pitcher Joel Diaz, 2021 international free agent. He's going to be in low A. Uh, Right-hand pitcher Calvin Ziegler, round two in 2021. He's going to be his first taste of pro ball this spring. So the Mets have position players up top, but pitching help isn't really coming. And you kind of saw their realization of that when they went out and they signed a Scherzer. They, they, They spent money on a guy who can bump everybody in the rotation down a spot. And then can also go ahead and go longer and deeper into games so he can save your bullpen some and give you a chance to really maximize and go for it when you have a chance to win a game. But with some improvement from all of these young pitchers, if some of these guys have breakout years this year, you're going to see this system come up in the rankings. Uh, Another system, talking about pitchers, Miami is another top heavy system, but most of their top prospects are pitchers. Uh, and obviously pitchers are more volatile and those pitchers are in the back half of the baseball America top 100. So that's why the Marlins rank so low, despite these names that we've heard of and that we know of at the top, uh, they do pick sixth overall next year. So they have a chance to add a good talent. Uh, it's you know, somebody high level to their organization pretty quickly, but they've got five guys in the top 100. Yuri Perez is the guy we've all heard about number 48 shortstop Khalil Watson at 60. Right-hand pitcher, Sixto Sanchez. We all know Sixto Sanchez at 64. Edward Cabrera at 69. And pitcher Max Meyer at 74. So, Yuri Perez is a really interesting prospect. 6'8", 200. So, actually a little undersized for a 6'8 guy. But skipped the entire extended spring training in, in the, uh, the Florida Complex League. Went straight to low A to start the year last year. Finished in high A. Uh, Had a 196 ERA in 78 innings, 108 strikeouts to 26 walks, four to one ratio. I will take that. And his pitch mix is really good. So he's got a four seam fastball. It's a plus pitch averages 95 rides up really well in the zone. You like to see it Uh, changeups, a plus pitch averages 83. So he's got a good spread between those. It's got a solid fade, uh, solid fading action, but he needs to get better at disguising it. If you, If you watch closely, he doesn't always do it, but if you watch closely, his arm actually slows down as he's delivering the changeup. So get a little deception on it by being able to throw it with the same arm speed. He's got the confidence in it. He just needs to disguise it a little better. And then the curveball is, I'm going to call it average now. It's 77 to 80. He spins it really well, but he needs to get some more consistency and power to it. I think it's going to be an above-average pitch. I think that's the potential on this thing. The Marlins have challenged yuri perez to add 20 good pounds but if he does you know good weight not just twinkie weight but actual you know like muscle but if he does that he's got good coordination he's got good control he's got good command and he's already throwing 95 so you add a lot of this stuff up and he's gonna he's gonna skyrocket up from 48 to probably top 25 prospect looking at some more of those guys uh shorts off khalil watson Short, super athletic hitter, uh, amazing bat speed. He generates it because his lower half is extremely strong. Very smooth swing, doesn't waste a lot of movement. He's got great strike zone discipline, great awareness. Has to work out some minor kinks in the swing, but still amazing swing. Defensively, he has the speed and the athleticism to play short, but he has to work on his footwork as well as kind of focus a bit on refining his defense as a whole. So he makes the difficult plays but he sometimes doesn't make the easy ones and he's got good speed. So if the defense doesn't pan out, you can move him to center field. He can play center field, but if the defense does pan out, you've got an offensive minded kind of of mashing middle infielder. You can pair him with jazz Chisholm and you can probably sit back for eight years and be happy with what you get there. Sixto Sanchez, the guy we've all seen, obviously had a great cameo in 2020 had a capsular tear in his throwing shoulder in 2021. So didn't actually pitch for that last year. Has an elite uh, fastball. I mean, averages 99s, shots, uh, double plus changeup, the sliders potentially plus, and the curveball is above average. So if he's, if he's back, if he's back from the injury, he's a number two. He's a great starter in Miami. Uh, Eduardo Cabrera has seven starts in Major League Baseball. Same thing. Coming back from injury, he had bicep and back injuries. He's a good middle of the rotation guy. And interesting with him, he's got a fastball that's in the upper 90s. He doesn't throw it a ton, 26% of the time in AAA. Uh, his changeup is about 93. You'd like to see it a little bit slow, uh, slower, but it does have good uh, late fade from a lefty. It's got good deception. His curveball is low to mid 80s. His, sl- his slider, it's new, it's upper 80s. It has a short break, but it kind of sweeps. So it's a dramatic movement. It's just not a, a lot of movement. It, it's You'd rather have short sweeping movement than long, lazy movement. But anyway, and then Max Meyer, 2020 round one pick, debuted last year in double A. So big jump there 111 innings, 227 ERA, 130 strikeouts, 42 walks. Fastball slider combo guy, changeup is inconsistent, nothing real special. He needs to work on the command of the fastball as well as being a little more consistent at improving the curveball. But a lot of pitchers, like I said, back half of the Baseball America top 100, you're obviously going to graduate Sixto Sanchez. You're probably going to graduate Eduardo Cabrera as well. But some of these other guys, Yuri Perez, especially, if these guys have a have a jump this year in development, Khalil Watson, if he can show that he's worked on that defense, they're going to move from the back half to the top half of that 100, and Miami's going to come up in the system, in the rankings, pretty quickly. You know, and... And when we start the new year of 2023, they'll be pretty high up in the rankings. But, but talking about n- New Year, it's the new year. And that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is getting fit, eating healthier, include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the only protein bar that's covered in 100% real chocolate that tastes like a candy bar. It's better for you than a candy bar. 17 grams of protein. So what you should do, go to Built.com, check out all the fantastic flavors they have. Peanut butter brownie cookies and cream, mint brownie, coconut almond, raspberry, salted caramel. And then while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. So, all right. New York, Miami can get better in the rankings. They've got a talent in there. The Phillies and the Nationals are a little bit of a different situation. So the, so the Nationals, we covered them at length two weeks ago, two shows with our friend Josh Neighbors of On Nationals. Um, suffice to say, they can quickly improve their standings as well. They're graduating Cubert Ruiz, but they have two other top 100 prospects, right-hand pitcher Kate Cavalli, shortstop Brady House. Again, we talked about those guys plenty in the show, with Josh. Uh, but they also, they signed the number one international free agent, Cuban outfielder Christian Vaquero. And then they also have the number five overall pick next year. So and then keep in mind, the team struggled last year and they sold off at the break. They sold Trey Turner, they sold Max Scherzer, they got rid of pieces. So if they struggled, they could trade another veteran or two. I really see the Nationals organization as a group that can has the ability to add a lot of talent. The question is ultimately what happens to the big league team this year. Um, the worse the big league team is, the better their chances are of adding significant talent. We'll see what happens. Uh, plus you have the thing about like Jackson Rutledge, Cole Henry, if they're healthy, have good years, they're going to improve their prospects standings, probably break the top 100, which brings Washington's ranking up as well. So they can definitely move up from 26. Philadelphia is a more curious situation. So they've had underwhelming talent in the pipeline for years. Farm system has been nothing special for a little while. And then they bet on prep pitching early in the last two drafts. And obviously, Pitchers are inherently more volatile than position players. Prep pitchers, even more volatile. And so what happens now is most of the Philadelphia's top talent is young. Right-hand pitcher Mick Abel will start 2022 in high A. Andrew Painter, right-handed pitcher, low A. or Johan Rojas, high A. Alfredo Ethan Wilson, somewhere in A I'm not quite sure where. But like a lot of those guys, obviously pretty young. And then the ones that are closer to the big leagues, I don't think they're going to feel B huge different makers so bryson stott uh shortstop second base not quite sure which one he's going to play he kind of feels like a jack of all trades master of none situation and then catcher logan o'hop currently blocked by jt real muto who i think we can kind of consensus agree is a top five catcher in baseball and you've heard a lot from guests that we've had i'm thinking about our chat with the royals yesterday about you find a way to get their bat in the lineup and i you know jt real muto i had him in fantasy so i know this he had He had a handful of starts at first base last year. So you can, you know, and then we are going to have the DH it looks like in 2022. So you can find a way to get Logan O'Hop in the lineup, but both Logan O'Hop and Bryson Stott don't necessarily feel like difference makers. They kind of just feel like they're, they'll contribute, but they're not going to be the guys that either either make or break uh, the entire, like the entire season for Philadelphia. And, so much of Philadelphia's talent is a couple of years away. And so I don't necessarily know what Philadelphia is going to do uh, at the big league level as far as their farm system is concerned. I don't think they're going to see much of an impact unless they trade veterans away for prospects or trade prospects to fill holes on the big league team. But when they do call these two guys up, they are going to, I mean, if you're smart, you might want to, you know, buy a share of Logan O'Hop. You Might want to buy a share of JT Real Muto if he gets to play more first, maybe having a little bit of um fresher legs from not bending and crouching so much at first. I'm sorry, at, at um while while catching. And then if you're in the mood to you know buy shares and stuff and put money on stuff, betonline has you covered this season with more props, more odds, more lines than ever before. As football continues our march through the playoffs right to the big game. Betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores your sports podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, and then live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season because Bet Online is where the game starts. And then whenever you're discussing farm systems in the National League East, you have to kind of acknowledge that the Nationals rode their farm system to a title a few years ago, and then Atlanta ran their farm system to a title this year. I mean, they spent years at the top of this list. They were number one in 2017, number one in 2018, and they're all the way down to number 22 now. And like on the one hand, that worked. Like, they won the 2021 World Series. So, so like it paid off. The investment in the farm system paid off. The system's strength right now is mostly at the top and even that's not really can't miss prospects with the questions about Christian Pache and Drew Waters we talked to Jake Masriani with Locked on Braves on Wednesday show and we were talking about what do you do with Pache and Waters and Harris and Pache and Waters are no longer can't miss guys Pache you have offensive questions about like competency is his bat ever going to be good enough to contribute at a major league level and Waters has to unlock the power, and then he has to cut down on the strikeouts. He has to be more reliable with the bat. You have to know that he's going to be able to contribute in a consistent way. He can hit home runs, but he can also can swing in the midst of a slider a foot out of the box. And so you've got to get something there. And then the depth in the Brave system is mostly kind of non-existent. And that's largely due to the international sanctions the team faced uh, for former general manager Jim John Capella, and wild that he's effectively banned from baseball for life. But I mean, obviously, we've talked on the show before about how international free agency isn't the best way to handle this, and he or he went outside of that system to try to gain an unfair advantage. So I get it. Uh, but now you look at the Braves having signing restrictions, losing a whole international class, and then restrictions international free agency that just ended this season, and the Braves are weak in the entire infield especially the corners, especially so first and third are weak seconds, not great shortstop. You have guys there, but you don't have as many guys as you would have in another system. And it's just, I mean, lower level prospects for Atlanta are so hard to come by that the Braves didn't even field a Dominican summer league team in 2021. And so if you're looking at this, these farm systems and you're trying to figure out how to rank them, obviously the baseball America has a Mets, Marlins and then Atlanta Phillies and Washington. And I think going in like through the year as the year goes, I want to say that the Marlins have more talent than the Mets. They do. The Marlins absolutely have more talent than the Mets, but the Marlins are going to graduate some of these guys like a Sixto Sanchez, who's going to be pitching in the major leagues. And I think the Mets after this season will still be on the top of this list um Marlins will probably be right behind them. And I do think Washington's going to come up. I do like some of these Washington pitchers. I do like Jackson Rutledge. I do like Kate Cavalli. I do like shortstop Brady House. I like some of these guys. And I think some of these guys are going to bring that system up as well. And then I expect the Phillies system to probably be about where it is. And then I think the Braves system is going to come down. I think Malane is going to come down from 22 down towards that 25, 26 area where Washington is now. And that's obviously before you figure out what happens with the Freddie Freeman situation. You heard from our friend Jake Mastriani that if the Braves don't re-sign Freddie Freeman, which you don't want to think about, but if they don't, they're going to have to go out and get a guy like Matt Olson, which means getting, you know, letting go of more prospects, letting go of, you know, a Langoliers or a Contreras, letting go of a Harris or a Pache or a Waters. Uh, probably like like Jake said the other day, you're probably going to have to give up either Langoliers or Harris to make that deal. and given uh, what Oakland has with Sean Murphy, that young catcher over there, you're probably looking at giving up Michael Harris. And so now Atlanta's, Atlanta loses their number one overall, like their number one prospect in the deal to replace Freddie Freeman. Kind of makes sense to just pay Freddie Freeman, but either way, neither here nor there. So if you look at the end of the season, that's kind of where I see it. Mets and Marlins are going to be somewhere one and two in the division as far as farm system rankings go, not end of season production. Um, Washington's is going to probably going to come up to about three. Philadelphia is probably going to stay four. Atlanta's going to drop, I think from third to fifth. Uh, and that's just, it's a numbers game with Atlanta. Now Atlanta has to go out and replace these lower level guys. I mean, get enough guys to have a Dominican summer league team. My goodness. I haven't seen that in like in quite a while before 2006, the Braves had two Dominican teams or 2016 before 2016, the Braves had two Dominican summer league teams. And now that they, they went to not field in a single one. So if you have thoughts about the National League East or any other questions about the show, you know, uh, things you want to know about, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can send your questions, your comments to Locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. We've got a Money Monday coming up. We're talking business of sports. We're talking CBA. We're talking minor league baseball business. We've got more college baseball previews next week. We're previewing the SEC with our friend Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC. Four of the five teams in the top five are SEC teams. SEC is stacked for college baseball. It's going to be great. And then we're having more crossovers and some more great stuff next week. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.